Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pro Tour Talk with Steve Dodge. I'm Steve Dodge. Today is February 21st, 2018. Let's get right into it. Um, one thing that I want to do when we bring guests onto the show is, is talk about who these guests are, uh, what impacted their lives, what made them into the people that they are, and in in the long run, what brought them to the sport that we all love and made them so passionate and so uh, su such a good leader in the sport that we love. I'm going to give a little brief history about myself, uh, and it's going to it's, hopefully it's going to lead into something a little bit bigger. So uh, the year was 1993. Uh, I had just wrecked my car after uh, drinking way too much and uh, spent the next couple of months uh, thinking about my life. And nobody was hurt uh, or hit a fence. It was, everybody was okay. I got very lucky. But uh, spent the next couple months of my life thinking about uh, who I am as a person and uh, what my goals are in life and the fact that maybe I wasn't on the right path for what it was that I wanted to do. So uh, spent those couple of months reflecting on what my goals were and I decided I wanted to spend more time playing disc golf, being outside, being with my friends and sort of become in charge of myself instead of uh, working for the man and, and living on somebody else's dime, if you will. Uh, I, I wanted to be the guy that earned the money for myself. So I spent the next two years at my government job uh, saving up money, saving up leave. Uh, over the next two years, I saved up about twenty thousand dollars and I saved up about two months of, of leave uh, through working comp time and not going on vacations. Um, I proposed to my boss that I get half time for four months. And, uh, and then after four months, if my business hadn't taken off, I'd come back to work. And if it did take off, I would, I would just leave. That would be nice and easy. So uh, four months into my, my business, which was a, a company called Triple Disc, which actually Ray Parrish now runs, um, the company was not doing great. I wasn't even sure it was going to work at all. But uh, I called my dad and my dad said, go for it, Steve. You've got to take the leap. So I made the leap, didn't know if things were going to work out. And uh, seven years later, had five or six or seven employees, sold the business to my employees and got married and moved up to New England and started uh, started Maple Hill with Tom Southwick. So there was a a quintessential moment in my life. And it was a pretty low, low, uh, driving drunk, wrecking my car, uh, and then growing into the person that I am now because of that situation. So that's what defined me and brought me to this place. And, uh, and now I'm standing in, uh, in Paragon Disc Golf's new warehouse, uh, doing a podcast about disc golf. And we're just a week away from the start of the third disc golf pro tour season. Uh, we're one day away from the start of the national tour season in Vegas. And uh, things are looking very, very good on many fronts in disc golf. So because my dad actually encouraged me, go ahead and make that leap. That led, that, that cascaded into a whole bunch of things. And uh, kudos and thanks to my dad. He passed in 2002. His words of encouragement are, are still with me and always will be um, the concept of trying and the concept of taking the leap of faith and 
and doing everything you can to make things work. Um, he instilled that in me and, and that's what I do. So anyway, uh, moved to New England, started uh, Maple Hill with my cousin Tom, started the MSDGC with my cousin Jason. Uh, the MSDGC grew into the Vibram Open, which this year grew into the MVP Open. Uh, and this year will actually be the, uh, the final stop on the 2018 Disc Golf Pro Tour. Uh, the, we will get to crown the points champion, uh, for many, many years, uh, the goal has been to grow this into grow, grow the Maple Hill event into a premier event that can be duplicated all around the country. Once it's duplicated all around the country, then we can link them all together and make a, a pro tour. That, that's the, that was the goal when we sat around the table in 2003 and mapped out the MSDGC. Uh, in 2003 as well, the PDGA started the national tour with, with the same principle. Um, in 2006, I joined the PDGA board of directors and the entire time I was on the board, I was, I was basically all about transparency and all about the pros. I wanted to create, I wanted to build the national tour into something that was marketable. And uh, in my opinion, there's, there's basically four aspects to that. Uh, it should be geographically sensible, MPO and FPO only have the most media coverage, uh, have real stats, and then uh, have a tour championship based on tour points. I guess that's five things. But so the, that was the goal that next. Oh, oh it's been over a decade now. Um, and this this brings us to UDISC. If you go to UDISCLive.com and click on schedule, you will see 18 premier events. You'll see 10 pro tour events, you'll see six national tour events, you'll see pro worlds, and you'll see the USDGC. What I see is the, the culmination of a dream. We are so close to having a legitimate pro tour in disc golf. Um, just a little bit of unification here, a little bit of unification there, a little bit of working together on, on a couple of fronts, and we've got it. Um, this is genuinely the the beginning of the end of a culmination, the, the beginning of the end of a dream. Uh, all the pieces are in place. If we can just work together, we can make it happen. And interestingly enough, it's the UDISC guys who put this right out in front of us. And everybody who's gone to that schedule page, including myself, and has looked at it and has gotten goosebumps saying, wow. That's a pro tour. There's 18 events over the course of the entire year. And if you're a touring pro, you, you could just play those 18 events and a couple, couple events at home. And you've, you've got it. Your, your salary, I mean, not your salary, your salary is up to you. Um, but your schedule is set and you know what events to hit. You know where the payout is. You know where the media is. And we're on our way. Um, so, Hats off to UDISC. Thank you guys for putting it in such an easy to understand format where everybody can see the dream and everybody can see what it is that we're building towards. So that's my, that's my introduction and my thank you to UDISC. We, uh, every week we have a partner of the week. And this week I'm going to go ahead and say our partner of the week has to be Zuka. Uh, we were on Smashbox yesterday 
and we got to do a uh, an unveiling of Zuka's compact disc golf cart. It holds 15 discs. The price point is basically cut in half down to 200. And we will be releasing these for sale on February 28th, uh, the first day of the memorial. Right as we go live, we're going to turn that product on. And the first 100 that are sold through the Pro Tour website um, are going to have certificates of authenticity. They will be serialized and they will be, everybody will know that they got one of the first 100 that supported the Pro Tour of Zuka's brand new uh, disc compact disc golf cart that was designed from the ground up for disc golf. Uh, the, the current cart, which is a great cart, obviously, uh, has two racks and was designed, uh, it was designed for something else and it was modified to become a disc golf cart. This cart has, has the same foam tires. Um, it has a, a soft-sided rack to hold the disc a little tighter. Um, it's got the mini the mini pouch to hold your phone and your sunblock and your keys and all that stuff so they don't get lost. Um, and the seat is a little bit lower. And it was designed – a lot of people gave Zuka a lot of great feedback. They listened, and they came out with the compact disc golf cart at a price point of 200 bucks. So if you want to support, support the Pro Tour and get one of those first 100 – Mark, put February 28th, 5 o'clock Eastern on your calendar. That's when they go live. They will be distributed in the order that they are purchased. So the first person to buy right at 5 o'clock, you're going to get number one. And that's going to be pretty sweet. So hats off to Zuka. Thank you very much. And another thank you for to Zuka for uh, breast cancer awareness and all the support they gave us in October. Uh, that was a really, really exciting uh, venture when we raffled off those 10 baskets um, they donated 10 pink Zuka carts, which were all raffled off and we raised over $4,000. And, uh, this year we're going to hopefully expand that and bring in some more partners and, and hopefully raise over $10,000. So stay tuned October during the tour championships. There's going to be some really exciting things for people to win. Uh, and with that, uh, as those box last night um i invited johnny to be a part of this podcast and he has graciously accepted so i can see johnny waiting in the wings hello there johnny hi steve how you doing i'm doing very good so uh with that let's uh let's cut right to it um johnny last week uh terry told us a story about you and he and a rental car and getting back to the hotel around 6 a.m are there any salient points? I shouldn't use the word salient. Are there any uh, any wonderful points in that story that maybe we should uh, we should hear from you as well? Yeah, I, I imagine that there is things that Terry probably left out to make himself look better, to make us look a little better. When it really, I mean, to quickly go over the story, Terry and I, when we were younger, we had a tendency to go out. We treated tournaments more like mini vacations. So we would go to whatever the local club, dance club was. We went, found this one called the Hurricane Hut, went out in Houston and had a good time, came out, found our car gone, ended up hitching a ride with two girls who had no clue who we were. We drove around the city of Houston until we found the impound lot. At some point, they requested uh, exact change only. I think it was like $104.50 or something along those lines. And so Terry, Terry and I scraped together what we had. We were able to get it. What? I think he, I'm assuming he left out was for the most part, he, after that, he passed out. The car was pulled out <laughs> and it wouldn't start. And so I spent the next 
more or less three to four hours on the phone with rental agencies, car manufacturers I could get a hold of, trying to find out why this car didn't start. Well, Terry just slept in the back seat. And there, I, I have this vivid image of me walking around the car because they told me to do all these crazy things like, okay, put the keys in, lock the car from the inside. Now go out and take the key out and unlock the passenger door and just all these crazy puzzles. <laughs> it, 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 I felt like I was playing the game Mist from a kid where I couldn't figure out how to fix the puzzle and the car just didn't start. And Terry's just sleeping in the backseat at this point. And uh, if, if you want anybody that wants some more, <laughs> um, there's, there's more to the story that we don't usually tell a lot of people because it's not necessarily, it doesn't put us in the best light. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling well that night. I went out anyway, because that's what we did when you're 23 or 24, whatever we were. And I had like a stomach thing. So at one point in the middle of the night, I had to use the restroom. So I'd run off into some bushes and do my business. And there's nothing, there's no, there's no toilet paper around. So as a, you know, young, young, young kid, what I do is I, I take off some socks. This is what you do. True story. And so we're in this, like the, the, the edge of Houston, just the two of us, the only ones left. I was so angry at this place. I took the dirty socks, dirty is the keyword, and I threw them over their wall into the impound lot so that someone else would have to deal with it because I was very upset at the time and I was young and immature and uh, I don't regret it one bit. So there are, uh, there's a few, and maybe Terry does remember it, maybe he doesn't. Like I said, he was in and out of consciousness most of the time that night, but it was, uh, it was an experience and it's something I, it's those types of experiences that I really hope that some of our younger pros, not necessarily that exact experience, but that I hope they're doing. I hope they're taking advantage of a lot of these traveling that they do and going out and checking out the local scene. Even if you're not into going out to bars, go out and find out what's happening in the city in general and just go find it and do something at night. Maybe not the guys that are thinking about winning the event, but everybody else, maybe from about 10th and down. So yeah, that was uh, that was Houston. That's just one of a half dozen stories that Terry and I have accumulated over the past twenty five years. And and that is a that is a very good story. Um, the the two things about that that I personally really liked. Number one, there's some points that you said that don't put you in the best light, and you generally don't don't tell those to a lot of people, which explains why you're saying them on on my show instead of on your show. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, all eight people will be able to get a good kick out of that, and they'll, maybe they'll think twice about giving me a handshake next time they see me. <laughs> yeah, the, the socks is obviously a classic, a very good part of that. Yeah, they're going to check and see if I have socks on is what they're going to do. <laughs> Johnny Socks. So one, uh, I, I shared a small story about myself uh, to start the show that led into um, how UDISC, I believe, is helping us visualize where the sport can go and hopefully will go. Um, and the story was a little bit of a, a birth story in, for Steve in disc golf and becoming my own person and defining kind of who I am. Do you have a similar story about 
how John, how Johnny became Johnny V and, uh, and you know, what, what drove you to be the person that you are? Um, I, I don't necessarily know if I do have the same story like that. I, I became long. One of the things that I always want people to take away from me usually is a smile and a hello and just walk away and go like, it's not that bad. What a nice, what a nice guy. Whether they think I'm, whether they agree with me, whether they don't, at least I can hope they do that. And I decided that a long time ago when I was younger, I just thought, just be happy. Being happy takes almost zero effort. And so I think for me, that's one of the things that I try to push. And nobody's 100%. There's a a great movie uh, from the kids in the hall called Brain Candy, where I think he he screams at one point that it's all about this uh, this drug that they invent that just makes you happy all the time. And at one point at the end, he screams, you can't be happy all the time. Uh, But... (laughs) But ultimately, it uh, it's one of those things that I want that I wanted to portray and and be happy all the time. And so that's that's how I kind of became who I was, making a decision early in life. It's like I'm just I just want to be me. And then I think you're created a lot by your your environment and who you hang who you choose to hang around. And for better or worse, you know, I picked Terry when I was young, and him and I have we, we've seen eye to eye in a lot of things and. Just uh, our our passions kind of grew out of the same out of the, out of the same plant, we'll say. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't have a great grand story. Just I like to disc golf. I'm, I've always been really nerdy, and it's one of those things that I wanted to make the two work together. Well, making making the conscious decision to always be happy is is a very I'm going to go ahead and say a very difficult decision to actually make. First of all, you should realize that's a place that I want to be. And then you have to actually try to implement it. Um, I know that I personally, it doesn't always work. (laughs) It is not always easy. Uh, Some guy, sometimes that guy cuts you off and you're running a minute late and it just doesn't feel good. And it's hard to, uh, it's hard to recognize those feelings are okay and continue on being happy after those feelings uh, subside. So yeah, that's, you, you've successfully become exactly what you aspired to be. And uh, I enjoyed talking to Terry five, six years ago when he talked about the concept of Smashbox and he had his friend named Johnny V who thought he could help pull him, pull it off. And uh, it's really fun being here now and, uh, and with what we are creating and will continue to create. So uh, thank you for being where you are and for being a part of disc golf. And uh as long as as long as I've known Terry, he's been cheating off me. So that's really what it boils down to, I think. <laughs> of course, it is. The one comment that I saw in the uh, the one comment that I read in the comments was uh, Johnny V saving Terry's ass again. Classic. So uh, yeah, there's been some of that. There's been some vice versa too. He's come to my rescue a few times. I was uh, I was not in a good place physically after GBO a few years ago, and. Uh, and he and I had a few too many to drink, and he helped me out quite a bit and got me home. And it was uh, we work well together. Let's put it that way. It's a nice symbiotic relationship. Um, so the last two points that I wanted to touch on, uh, because I've never had you on my show before, and these are things that people should know. Uh, first of all, um, starting in 2018, which is this year, and we start in a week. Uh, 
during the offseason, we made the decision to only have the Pro Tour broadcast on the Pro Tour YouTube channel. So the only place you'll be able to watch it this year is through uh, through YouTube on the Pro Tour channel or go to dgpt.com slash watch and, and watch it live on, on the Pro Tour website. Um, the reason that we did that, I, I don't know if you remember the reason or not, but the primary reason that we did that was to combine the audiences. Um, when you see 1,200 people watching uh, versus 2,200 people watching, when there's 2,200, you feel like you're part of a bigger crowd because you are. Um, but when there's 1,200 people in one place and 1,000 in another place, you don't recognize that there's 2,200 people watching. So we wanted to combine those numbers and make people feel part of a bigger whole. Um, just real quick, how are, is Smashbox okay with that decision? And uh, and how do you guys feel about, about that transition? Well, I mean, we're okay with the decision. Uh, obviously, this this is your tour. You're going to grow it as as you choose, and we're here to help, and we want to see the tour grow because I think it helps everybody. Um, we're not. I'm I'm not 100 sold on the idea as far as the the concept because I've said I kind of like having as much as it's a little bit more to moderate. I do like having kind of two different chat rooms because you you they each have their own they almost have their own personality each chat room. You've got the pro tour which to me, seems like a little bit more, hey, everybody come here and watch. And then you had the Smashbox, which was uh, a lot of Smashies that get together and they talk and they all kind of know each other a little bit and they interact. And it's, um, but combining them is, is going to be fine. I'm not too concerned about that. It's just, I enjoyed the natural growth of watching these two different groups and how, when the same thing would happen on the screen, how they would each react differently. So, I'll be curious this year to see them integrate. Uh, absolutely. And and I one thing I've always appreciated when we have our conversations, and, and you and Terry have commented many times about how I will throw a thousand ideas at you and three of them happen to be good, uh, sort of the, the monkeys typing a, a random word. Um, I, I've always appreciated how uh, quickly honest you and Terry both are in, in your replies to me saying, Steve, I'm, I'm not sure that that's manageable or that's doable, but we don't have a budget anywhere near that. Or, or in this case, I love that the smashies have their place to have their comments. And that's, that's the reason that we kept it for 2017. And I, I think it's time to, to grow and to move together and get those numbers up so that they're viewable by potential sponsors who can see, Hey, look, they actually have thousands of people watching. It's, and you know, a sponsor you could never expect to go to two sites and add those numbers up and and figure it out. No. So do you, um, do you want to, do you want to something great that I found out today, Steve, that I didn't realize was happening? Um, we've talked before, and I've talked about it on the show that uh, I've been providing uh, a, an outside company, FNTSY, with some uh, with some videos and said, "Oh, here's some videos." I emailed them today because it had been a while. I said, "Oh, hey guys, how's it going? I know I gave you, I think, five or six of the events." Um, just curious when we can start, you know, talking, he's like, I've already been playing them. Uh, I've got a, I've got an email that says, oh, the Utah Open played so-and-so and so-and-so, and the Ledgestone is coming up next. It'll play on these three dates and this night. I said, what? Really? Wow. And he, he, I had no clue that they were playing them on their, on their show. So I emailed back and I said, well, I want some, this is great. Give me some feedback. We're starting up our 2018 season. Um, I, I want to work on what we can do to be know to make this a mutually beneficial relationship and uh i I did not hear back from him yet but i found that out about three o'clock today 
that uh, that they've already been playing them on their on their TV program, and I'm I'm excited to see where this possibly goes. So this is an outside company that it's looking to expand their uh, their video offerings, and one of them is disc golf. So that is that is very exciting, and I'm I'm glad to hear that that is actually happening. Congratulations on making that happen, and I'm wow, I'm I'm tickled. It's it's great and hopefully they give good feedback and they get positive results from that um i'm reading on the uh on the message board that that your mic is clipping i don't know if it's too high or if the uh the connection is is funny or if you're coming through my connection my connection's not good enough but maybe your mic is a little hot or something i'm, I'm not sure and i don't know how will, to adjust it this end i'll double check if it's clipping uh, it looks like yeah it might have been up a little bit high i turned it I just turn my mic down a little bit, so we'll see if that works out a little bit better. Okay. So uh, the other thing that we should talk about is uh, is fantasy disc golf. Oh, you've done a ton of you've done a ton of work on the on the Skip Base fantasy site. Uh, I got an email today that said you eclipsed two thousand registered users, which is tremendous, huge, huge. Um, I think it's the the biggest disc golf fantasy site in the world. <laughs> uh yes i think i think i think you're right okay so um and w there is a dgpt fantasy league and we will be giving out prizes to the winners of that but i think the top prize five prizes are things like uh silly pints shirts discs socks um things of that magnitude there's also a secret pro tour group which we will be uh delivering to our patreon members so if you are a $5 or above Pro Tour Patreon, we will give away weekly prizes worth probably over $500. I, I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah, right around $500 each week. So we're giving out $5,000 through the Skip Ace Secret Patreon League, which you only get if you to to you get only get invited to participate in if you are a Patreon $5 Patreon to the Pro Tour. Um, Johnny, can you tell us some more interesting thing that you've things that you've done with the fantasy site and how the, you've adjusted the scoring this year? So uh, just to give people a heads up on that. Yeah, I mean, I'll give somebody, I'll give you some quick background on the site as well. So I re I, I remember specifically sitting in uh, in one of our classes with Terry in college and sketching something out on a piece of paper. I just learned how to code, and I thought. I liked fantasy football, and I thought, well, this would be really cool to do. So it was about a year or two after we got out of college, I finally was able to kind of put it all together, and I created the site. It was on, it was uh, fantasydg.com at the time. And I ran it for like two or three years. And one of my very first sponsors was uh, Scott Reek at the time, who ran a company called Underpar Disc Golf. And Scott went on to work with Dynamic Disc, and now he's, I, I, I don't know exactly what he's doing. But we had a couple hundred people at the time. I let it go because I just got busy and I got kind of sick of, sick of doing it. Other people picked up the Slack a couple websites later, about two years ago. I saw nobody was doing it again. And I thought, well, here's an open space for something I would like to do. So last year I brought it back. Almost sadly, a lot of the same code I was able to dig up and reuse, which goes to show how good of a programmer I am. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, 12-year-old at least, 13-year-old code. And... So I created this thing and I got some really good feedback. I think last year I had like 4,000 registered users by the end of the whole year. And so this year I thought, I'm going to, I want to push it. I want to push it a little more. Uh, 
and I want to see what we can do. I want to make it more automated because it was a lot of it was a lot of work on my side just to make the whole thing run. So every week I would copy and paste all of the results, except for some of the Pro Tour ones, which I actually got from UDisk thanks to them. I would copy and paste them all. I would figure out all the points, and then I'd input them into a database. Then it would run this little program and distribute points. I didn't want to do that every week. I wanted it to run automatically, and I didn't know how to do that. So I had to reach out to a web programmer. So I'm working with a guy named Joel who's phenomenal. And this year, we've done things such as uh, we are allowing people to create uh, their a custom Survivor League, which for those of you that do or don't know what Survivor is, you get to pick one person every week, and that person has to take the top 15. And if they do, you move on. If they don't, you're booted. The key is you can only use a person once. So if you use Paul McBeth, week one at Vegas, he's done. You can't touch him again. You're, you're gone. Um, we lowered the salary cap this year because last year it was uh, I felt it was a little bit loose. And so we've now moved it from a standard of 6,025 points down to 6,000 points. And each point is based on where a player's rating is. We have... Uh, We've integrated now with the actual PDGA. So this year, when you look at an event, it'll only show you the people who are registered. Last year, you could pick anybody you wanted to because I didn't have a good connection into the PDGA. This year, working with Steve Gans, I was able to work with some of their APIs. And if you ever talk to UDISC, you always hear, hear them talk about APIs. It's basically just code that lets you talk to their database is all an API is. So we're able to do that. Right now, we've got about 250 leagues that are out there that people have created. You can create a custom league. Uh, in the next week or so, we should this should be up and running where when you create a custom league, you can pick from any PBGA event. So you don't have to pick the, the huge events that we've picked. Wow. If you want to pick your local uh, state events, that'll be available to you. Um, and this year, we went with a little bit different scoring system. Last year, we had we worked with, it was for MPO, one point for every player that your pick beat. So if you picked Ricky and he won and there were 100 people in the field, you got 99 points. If you picked Paige and there were only 20 people in the field, we put a multiplier on it. We put a, a 4x multiplier last year so that she would get 80 points. The problem with that is some of the events, some of the A tiers, you might have only a field of FPO of eight players you might have an mpo field of 150 and 25 and others so this year we made it more of standard scoring where um, there's actually if you go out to the rules page if you're in a league you'll see there's a whole subset of scores now if your player wins 250 points and so on and with the fpo this year which it was probably the toughest decision i ran a bunch of different scenarios as far as how you can pick players and i found that the best route was to more or less tank one of your FPO players and then put all those points into MPO so you could get the, the, the big points in MPO. And I didn't, I didn't like that. So what I decided was this year, if you tank an FPO spot, it's actually going to cost you points. You're going to lose uh, anywhere from 100 to 200 points that week if your player takes you know, 20th through 30th, if there's only 30 people or whatever it is. And all the points are out there because I want people to try to create the best lineup that they can. And, and I feel that doing it this way 
at worst case, you should probably pick a player that's going to score you about zero points in FPL. Right. Just by not picking, lose 200. Not lose 200. Now, if you're because if you're picking, you know, your local FPL player who normally plays advanced but just wants to play FPO this weekend to play with some of uh, her idols, then it, it didn't seem like the move that you would make in a fair system. So yeah. I, I figured you could, we would cause a, a little bit of penalty if that's the case. I think that's, uh, those, those all sound like fantastic changes. And uh, I know that I've got my lineup set for Vegas and I've got my lineup set for the Pro Tour League starting at the Memorial the next week. I love the integration with the PDGA, um, being able to see who is re- who is registered and making making good choices that way. And I know I've got a strategy for my picks, and uh, and we'll see how that plays out. Now, just to close out fantasy, um, I did mention that there's going to be $500 worth of prizes going out to the Patreons. And I even saw a comment on there that said, I'm a Patreon, and I didn't see the invite. We haven't sent the invites out yet because I didn't want to send them out until the rules had been finalized on on uh, on Skip Ace. And I, are those, I don't know if they're finalized yet. I haven't checked. Yeah, the, the rules are up there. They were put up there a little bit earlier today. It took a little while because every league can, in theory, have different salary cap and rules if it's a survivor league versus uh, just like a standard yeah. league. So in order to make that happen, there was a little bit of programming that had to happen. Um, one of the things, one of the notes about the Pro Tour League is we are going to uh, we're going to make it only Pro Tour events. So right now you might see all the other events, but within the next probably couple days, uh, you're going to see all those other events go away. So it's just the Pro Tour schedule that you guys are going to pick from. Is that correct, Steve? That is correct. You got it. All right. So the, yeah, so, the Pro Tour, there will be 10 events on the Pro Tour Fantasy League. And each week, we'll give out $500 of the prizes. So $5,000 over the course of the season. And those 500 prizes are going, $500 worth of the prizes each week will include uh, a pair of Keen shoes via gift card. You can go buy any Keen shoes you want. Uh, Dynamic Discs Umbrella. Uh, the new DGA Mock Shift. Uh, if you haven't seen that basket, it's pretty incredible. It's a, a normal size practice basket that you can take the top off and move the chains into the middle. And it becomes a sort of a, a, a bullseye type basket, a smaller yeah, more of a target skinnier basket. Yeah. Skinnier basket. Good. Uh, yeah. Target shooting. Um, a complete set of the bobbleheads from the 2016 championship. That'll probably be the fifth prize. Those didn't sell very well. Uh, they were, anyway, we have, we have a uh, 10 complete sets that we've dedicated to this. And then uh, pinch bags from upper park or uh, BP one bags from prodigy. So, those are the five, the top five players in the Patreon League each week will get those prizes. So hopefully, Johnny, we're going to get some more people to come over to the uh, to the site and uh, we'll be driving traffic over the course of the next week. And I'm, I'm excited to uh, to get that number well over 4000 by the end of the year. Yeah, I, I'm not too concerned the way that the way it's been growing. It seems like I was at I want to say about eleven hundred yesterday. And I sent out a, another reminder email. I blasted it out to all the people that were in it last year. And we picked up almost 1,000 people in the past 24 hours. So I, I think it's just a little bit of constant poking and like, oh, yeah, I, I do want to do that. I want to try it out. So um, I, I chuckled. I chuckled at your bobblehead comment because <laughs> uh, I'm so old that I remember it was, you can, people can verify this with Terry, but Terry has bobbleheads from, 
10, 12, 13 years ago that was, it was actually my idea that I, him and I were going to do it. Him and I were going to do it together. We're like, oh, let's do these bobbleheads. Bobbleheads are really awesome. Everyone loves them. And then we, like we always do, we talk a lot and kind of let it go. And then he comes to me one day. He's like, I really think I want to do that. Do you care if I do it? I'm like, no, go ahead, man. And he ordered a whole bunch of them and they didn't sell very well then either. He's been slowly selling them for the past 15 years. The original set, I think of a hundred of each player and we had right. three players. So we, we ordered 300 of them and slowly but surely they're going away. So I, I get a big chuckle out of your bobblehead saying that they didn't exactly sell well. And I'm like, I could have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, I guess I have you to blame for um, the pile of bobbleheads that we still have. And uh, we will use those as fifth place prizes to our Patreons saying next time be in the top four and you'll get one of these fantastic prizes. Now, they're, they're cool. They're, they're going to be a great collector item someday, but we have to go through them all first. So with that, we're going to run through the fan vote. Uh, and then uh, and this is going to be this is going to impact who is on each of the feature cards. So I realized I should pull up that feature card page so that I can actually read off like who will be on the live card, who will be on the Jomez card, and who will be on the Central Coast card. So regarding the fan vote, something very fun happened. Um, one, one thing, when you, when, you change up, when you change rules up, and Johnny probably knows this quite a bit, when you change rules up, uh, people are able to take advantage of the rule changes until you realize, oh, wait a minute, I guess we have to specify some other rules, um, which is probably why the PDGA's rulebook is so long. Instead of just being the fewest throws wins, which would be a really short rulebook, um, somebody uh, went ahead, and Johnny, you'll probably get a kick out of this. Somebody went ahead and shared uh, Dutch Napier's picture th over 300 times. One, one person did that. So um, I'm going um, to be willing to bet it's someone with the last name Napier. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, as a matter of fact, it oh, is not. Dutch, Dutch was shilling last night. Dutch was shilling last night on the podcast. He get, he went out there on our message boards like vote for Dutch. So, <laughs> well, it worked because one person did vote for Dutch a lot, and uh, Dutch would have done fine without him. Probably would have ended up fourth or fifth. But with that one person, he he bumped him all the all the way into the top three, and and Dutch made it. Um, the the funny part about it is that uh, Facebook thought that the person was spamming, and I guess in a way they were. Um, but so Facebook actually shut him down for a little bit, and uh, that was that was an entertaining. Like we do a fan vote, and Facebook uh, shuts down one of our our followers. Um, so anyway, without any further ado. The uh, the top three players in the uh, in our first fan vote, and next time we're going to change the fan vote so you can't share it three hundred times. I think we're going to max it out at two hundred and eighty shares. Um, the Dutch Napier got four thousand nine hundred and twenty one points through three hundred seventy two shares, two hundred forty six comments, and seven hundred thirty eight likes, uh, which is oh no, I'm sorry, I got I, that was a multiplier. 372 shares, 246 comments, and 463 likes. That's better. Uh, and then Seppo Paju got 159 shares, 314 comments, and 942, nope, <laughs> wrong column again, 1,358 likes. And then Simon Lazat got 158 shares, one less share 
than Seppo, and uh, 167 comments and 1,498 likes. He got the most likes of, uh, of any of the three. So what that does is that puts uh, Seppo on the live card. It puts Simon on the MPO2 card, which will be covered by Jomez. And it puts Dutch on the MPO3 card, which will be covered by Central Coast. So we've got three pretty powerful cards. And I will just read off who those cards are here. Let me type in Dutch um, so I don't forget it. So on the lead card one, on the live card going uh, 5 o'clock Eastern is going to be uh, Paul McBeth, last year's champion. Nate Doss, who is uh, the presenting sponsor's uh, elite player. Discraft, obviously. Uh, Ricky Waisaki, who is the Tour Points leader um, from last year. And Seppo Paju, uh, the fan boat. So uh, the second card, which is covered by um, Jomez, will feature uh, Jeremy Coling, who was the last champion before Paul McBeth that will be at the tournament. Uh, Austin Turner, uh, Paul Ulibarri, and Simon Lazat, who got in through the fan boat. Um, Austin Turner, obviously a Discraft presenting partner player, and Paul Ulibarri is a uh, an event choice uh, player. And then the Central Coast player has the next previous champion, which is Dave Feldberg. Uh, the next uh, Discraft player, Tim Barham. Uh, Anthony Barella, who is another event choice, and Dutch Napier. So uh, congratulations, Dutch. You made it onto a feature card. And uh, everybody that loves Dutch, which should, which is basically everybody that's met Dutch, uh, can follow him on Central Coast in round one and then hopefully on the lead card in round two and beyond. So with that, that is our uh, fan vote for our first event. And uh, what we do with the fan vote, we turn it on two Mondays prior to the event going live. And then uh, we turn it off at 5 o'clock Eastern on, uh, on Wednesday, two days later. And then we announce the feature cards on the, pod, on this, the Pro Tour Talk with Steve Dodd show uh, at, at 8 o'clock Eastern. So there you have it. So, Johnny, do you have any other comments before we, uh, before we get into the questions? No, let's, let's knock some out here. Let's knock some out. So first question, does this get released in a post-produced manner like a podcast or does it just stay on YouTube? Uh, we do have a podcast. I believe you can go to uh, iTunes, Android Play, Stitcher, all those guys and look for Pro Tour Talk or Disc Golf Pro Tour Talk with Steve Dodge and it should pop right right up. I am I am subscribed to it and we have one episode out right now. Excuse me, it looks like it's going to come out probably the, the next day or Friday based on uh, how quickly we can turn that. So uh, who's ready for disc golf season and unfrozen ground? Hallelujah, Hollywood. Uh, we're in Springfield, Illinois here with Miles, da uh, Miles Davis, <laughs> with Miles Parkhill. And uh, we woke up this morning. Uh, there had been an ice storm last night. There was about a quarter inch of ice on the truck. Uh, I was wondering why I left Ma Massachusetts. Um, frozen Oklahoma, I hear you, Bruce. Um, is there any idea of charging two or five dollars for live viewing so the sport can grow even quicker? Nathan, that's a great question and leads into a article that probably will be released tomorrow or Friday, depending how I write and how Seth releases. Um, we are going to have one or two trivia questions 
each event. And we are going to give away uh, a pair of Keen shoes and a disc golf basket, every uh, three broadcasts of every event. So the Memorial, uh, the first day we won't do it, but days two, three, and four, we will. And then the tour championship, the same thing. The first day we won't do it. And then rounds two, three, and four, we will. So, but, so basically 30 times throughout the season, we will have at least one, maybe two trivia questions during the round. And I think we're looking at holes eight and 17. And to Nathan's point, everybody who super chats during the round will be entered into the trivia question, will be eligible to win the trivia question. So, Yes, Nathan, we are encouraging people to super chat. And if you super chat, we will ask a trivia question. For example, the trivia question, Johnny, I don't know if, did you hear the trivia question we asked of Terry last week? I did not know. Whoops. Um, that, that actually seems impossible, Johnny, because it was in the podcast. Like you would have had to mute it during the trivia question. I didn't, I didn't exactly listen to last week's podcast. <laughs> that's actually works out well for me because now I can ask you the trivia question. And this is a sample of the trivia question that you could get to win uh, a basket or a pair of keen shoes during every live broadcast, except for round one of the Memorial and the tour championship. And the question to you is uh, at the tour championship, what player had the lowest player rating on the men's side? I mean, the only one I can think of, uh, Dana. You nailed it. Yeah, because I think he's sub 1,000 right now. I think he was at like 980 or 990, something around there. He like was 987. 987, yeah. Yeah. So if you had put a dollar in the Super Chat, and if this was a live broadcast, and you were the first person to answer that, and you beat Terry by a country mile... Uh, you would have just won yourself a pair of Keen shoes. That's fantastic. So, uh, Nathan, great question, and uh, and I hope that's a good answer for you. Um, and thank you for the heads up on Johnny. The Johnny's mic was clipping all over the world, and uh, and it, it is significantly better. Thank you, Johnny. Um, Mr. Shaggy says, smashy for life. Oh, thanks, Shaggy. Yeah, that's a very good comment. Um, and then where are we here? Uh, finally got to throw never got oh uh, Ryan never got an invite for being a pro tour patreon supporter um, we will be sending out the email for that uh, in the in the coming days we haven't sent that email out we're waiting for the rules to get alive and they're now live um, do, 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 do. the PGA tour charges 599 per month or forty dollars for the year and you get exclusive content I think that's a great thing the first step for us is to create um, is, is to create the live live broadcast and that should be free exclusive content. Uh, we're actually looking to develop some of that and I'm not going to let that uh, I'm not going to let that cat out of the bag until I know that we can do it. But the first at the memorial, we are looking to create some very cool exclusive content that will be for Patreon members. And once we know we can do it, we will publish that you can become a Patreon member and get to see this very cool exclusive exclusive content. Uh, Edward, thank you very much. $5 supporter. Um, you go to pay, uh, JD, you go to patreon.com slash DGPT and sign up to become a Patreon supporter. Um, and uh, there's, there's extra, 
there's extra tiers. Uh, you can, I think if you give 20 bucks a month, we say thanks and we do silly pints and we actually have, uh, have people in place to actually make that happen this year. We'll also be doing our, um, our Patreon raffle at each, uh, at each, uh, in each circle zero show leading into the event. And we're actually going to go back and do last year's Patreon members as well. So, uh, there will be a double drawing, one to correct for 2017 where we didn't normally do it and one for 2018. Uh, y'all are both making big moves for the sport. Good job. And thanks for what y'all do. Thank you, Barney. I agree with you. And I'm happy to, uh, to be standing on the shoulders of giants with Johnny. Um, calling pay his dues. Yeah, that's a great question. I have no idea if, if, uh, now a registered PDGA member. That is fantastic news. Um, and congratulations to Dutch. Uh, indeed, I gotta say that was, uh, that was a very fun, fun thing to watch happen and watch Dutch as he climbed the, uh, the leaderboard and got <laughs> hundreds of shares from one person. That was a, that was a good move and it worked for him. Uh, it won't work next week. He'll have to do it on his own, but, uh, oh, I'll go ahead and say this. I'll close on this. Uh, so the way we do the fantasy is you can't be voted in through fan vote two weeks in a row. Uh, two events in a row. So the three people that are in, um, uh, Seppo, Simon, and uh, Dutch, they will not be in the voting next week. And the bottom two people uh, are sort of are removed via relegation. And uh, in this case, that was uh, Drew Gibson and Devin Owens. But the five middle people, they'll be included. And then five tour points players that are not already in. Um, and so that'll be our 10 people that people will vote on going forward. That's how we're going to make that, uh, that list. So it's always fair and there's never any, any questions about it. Um, Jonathan Rudolph says, I'm the one that got Dutch out there. Congratulations, Jonathan. I didn't want to say your name, but, uh, you're hundred percent right. Jonathan, my question to you, Jonathan Rudolph is, are you back on Facebook? Cause that was, uh, that was a really interesting getting banned from Facebook for a little while versus getting Dutch on a feature card. I, I think it's worth it. Um, so, uh, Johnny, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. We, uh, we made the show five minutes longer than when we had Terry on it. So I think we found out who makes the Smashbox podcast so long. And, uh, and I think your mic is muted. So that was probably entertaining. <laughs> so signing off for Johnny V of Smashbox and Steve Dodge of the Pro Tour. Thank you all for listening. Uh, tune in next Wednesday at 8 to catch another live broadcast of the Pro Tour Talk with Steve Dodge. And tune in the night before for Smashbox at 9 o'clock on Tuesdays. Thanks, Good night, all. Throw them straight. Yeah!